Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn the last Mishnah Mesechus Ksubis. That's Parak Yud Gimel, Mishnah Yud Aleph, and the first Mishnah Mesechus Nedarim, Parak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnahs are being learned by Schos Esther Bas Rachel, Shishi B'Zechad of Andrew Ziva Gahagon, Bikarav Mamish. Mishnah Aleph tells us as follows: A Komal in Eretz Yisrael, everyone's allowed to force their family to move to Eretz Yisrael. Being a Komatzian, but you can't force your family to move out of Eretz Yisrael. Furthermore, A Komal in Yerushalayim, everyone could force their family to move to Yerushalayim, even if they're living somewhere else in Eretz Yisrael. Being a Komatzian, and you can't force your family to leave. And this is Echad HaAnoshim Echad Anashim, whether men or women. So, for example, you're living in Brooklyn, Lakewood, or Muncie, or some other place in America, and either the husband or wife wants to force their family to move to Eretz Yisrael, or they're living in Eretz Yisrael, and the husband or wife wants to force the family to move to Yerushalayim, they can do so. And if the wife is not maskim, so the husband could divorce her and does not have to give her a ksuba, or if the husband is not maskim, he would have to divorce her and he would have to give her a ksuba. Now, talking about paying a ksuba, the Mishnah says, Let's say a man married a woman in Eretz Yisrael and he divorced her in Eretz Yisrael, so nice and long, my Eretz Yisrael. He pays her with Eretz Yisrael money. However, let's say he married a woman in Eretz Yisrael and he moved to Kaput Kaya, which is outside Eretz Yisrael, and he divorced her there. Nice and long, Eretz Yisrael. He can pay her ksuba with Eretz Yisrael money, and that's a cool on him because Eretz Yisrael money is worth less than Kaput Kian money. And the reason why he gets away with paying less is because ksuba is derabanan. And furthermore, let's say he married her in Kaput Kaya and he divorced her in Eretz Yisrael. Also, nice and long, my Eretz Yisrael. He could pay her with Eretz Yisrael money. However, Shimon Gamliel Eimer that no, nice and long. He has to pay her with Kaput Kian money. And that's because Rashim Gamaliel holds that Ksuba is the Oiraisa, so therefore he has to pay her with the money that has higher value. And lastly, Nishta concludes, Nasa Ishaba Kaput Kaya, Vigershaba Kaput Kaya, Nice and Lama Mais Kaput Kaya, if he married her in this place and he divorced her in this place, so then of course he would have to pay her with this type of money. With this, we finish Mesechus Ksubas, Mazda are finishing the entire Mesechah together, just like Ruzechah finished this Mesechah together, we should be Zechah to finish the entire Shas Mishnais together. And now moving on to Mesechus Nadarim. So before we begin, let's have a little bit of an introduction. Number one, the word Nether doesn't have an appropriate English translation. And you might say, but what about the word promise or vow? And the reason why we can't use those words is because they just simply don't do justice to the word neder. A neder creates a halachic or legal ramification. A neder can lead one to receiving malchus or the chiv to bring a carbon, whereas obviously the word promise or vow doesn't. Now, there's also a very noticeable spiritual relevance that nedarim have. The Gemara says that ba'avin nedarim banim Due to the sin of nedarim, children will die young. We all know the gravity of nedarim as it practically rolls off our tongue, bli neder. I'll see you tomorrow, you bring the saddle and chicken, I'll bring the challah and dips. We also make hataras nadarim right before Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur begins with Kol Nidre, which is all about nadarim. And the Gemara discusses extensively how we have to be very careful not to make nadarim, even if we're going to keep to them. Now, the big question is, how does one properly make a nadar in a way that it's binding? And obviously, this question is basically what the Masechta is all about, but here are a few things that we're going to be learning about. Number one, a nadar has to be verbalized. It can't just be thought but also can't only be verbalized, he also has to think about what he's saying. Now, there's also a certain way the nether has to be formulated. There's a standard way and variations of that, which is really what the first Mishnah begins with. So in order to understand the first Mishnah, let's realize that there's two main ways that a nether can be made. One is to answer the item directly. This thing, bread, bicycle, telephone, or whatnot, is usher to me. Or one can be matfisit. He can associate it with something usher. For example, he could say this bread, cake, bicycle, telephone, or whatnot is like a carbon to me. And just like a carbon is usher to him, so this thing is usher to him. And the second way is called haspasa, or more commonly, hatfasa association. By associating the item with something usher, this item becomes usher just like that item. So first Mishnah begins by talking about a kinoi of a nether. And what's a kinoi? So a kinoi usually means a nickname. And over here refers to a non-standard 
absurd yet similar term that a person can use to make a nether. For example, Akinu is using the word kainam instead of carbon. As we just said, a person can make a nether by using the word carbon, and Akinu of a nether would be using the word kainam and not carbon. Now, another way of making a nether is by using a yad, which literally means handle. And in regards to nadarim, it's a partial expression of a nether, which counts as a full nether. The same way that when you hold the handle to a pot, you're holding the entire pot, even though you're just really holding onto the handle. So too, when a person uses a yad, a handle of a nether, so it's like he's making the entire nether. So now the Mishnah tells us, kol kinuyim all kinuyim of nadarim are just like the regular nether, v'charom kacharamim, if a person uses a kinu of a cherem, that's just like a regular cherem, and a cherem is a way of making something asr, ushvuos kishvuos, and using a kinu of a shvua is just like a shvua, unazirus kinazirus, and using a kinoi to make himself a nazir is just like a regular lashon of nazirus, and he's a full-fledged nazir. Now since the Mishnah mentioned it, let's just explain it, what's the difference between a nether and a shvua? So the focus of a nether is a tangible object. That bread is asr to me, or my bread is asr to him. So the object of the nether is the bread, whereas the focus of a shvua is the person, I am not allowed to eat the bread. Not that the bread is asr to me, but I'm asr to eat it. And also, a shvua can be on something not tangible, like sleep. A person can't make a nether on himself that he's not going to sleep, but he could make a shvua on himself that he's not going to sleep. And now the mission continues, but over here we're discussing yadais, and we're not discussing kinuim anymore. So I'm let's say a person tells his friend, modrani mimach, I am mudar from you, or mafrashani mimach, I'm separated from you, or mochkani mimach, I'm far from you. And after he said one of these lashonais, he said as follows, she'eni oichalach, I'm not going to eat from you. She'eni taimlach, I'm not going to taste from you. So Asr, he's Asr to do so. And even though this is only a partial expression of a nether, still, a yad of a nether is just like a nether. Now let's say the person says, menuda anilach, I'm menuda from you. So Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Kiva used to move his mouth in a way hinting that he wants to be machmer over here, but he didn't actually verbalize that he wants to be machmer in this case. Now, let's say the person said as follows, I'm making a nether like Rishayim do. And after he said, he either said the words, I'm a nether, or he said, or he said, I'm not going to eat this kikar. So in all these situations, he now successfully made himself either a nether, or that he has to bring a carbon, or now that he has an iser to eat this loaf of bread. And that's because, as we mentioned in the introduction to this Masechta, Rishayim made Nadarim, it's not a good thing to make a nether. And therefore, when he said, I'm making a nether like a rasha, so it's a valid nether. However, if he says, I'm making a nether like a kasha person does, then I'm going to be a nazar, I'm going to bring a carbon or whatever. So it's not a valid nether because Ksherim don't make nadarim. However, if he says, I'm making a nadava like Ksherim do, so then, nadar benazar of a carbon, he did successfully make his nether, that's going to make himself be a nazar, or he's going to have to bring a carbon. And that's because kasha people do donate things, they will give a nadava, just not a nether. There. We're going to stop it for the day. I pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Bays and Gimel. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.